0: Hey guys, welcome back. A few things before we get started. As usual, uh, don't forget our promo codes, the Omnia Radiation Balancer. It's a patch you can put on any radiating device, your cell phone, your computer. It harmonizes the the frequency coming in, turns it into something that's actually beneficial for your body. Uh, It doesn't block the negative frequencies, the EMFs, but it actually uh, harmonizes it and rebalances it. They're really great products. You get 10% off of that with promo code TRUTH, all caps. And that link is below. Also, don't forget, we have recently teamed up with our friend Mason Fury, and he makes these beautiful orgone pyramids. And you can get 10% off of these pyramids with promo code SOLSTICE. And that code is also in the description below. This is the big one. He has like four different sizes, different price ranges, but these things are amazing. Uh, uh, We've gone into detail about the process of how he makes these, but these are absolutely incredible. Um, tonight, we are joined by Ismail Perez. Some of you guys probably know who he is. He's a galactic historian, author of Our Cosmic Origins, which goes into like the celestial ancestry, and, and it brings us all the way into the golden age that we're moving into. And he's been uh, busy doing a lot of interviews, but he's loaded with information. Uh, a lot of it's controversial sometimes, but uh, this is what we're seeing right now. Um, with all this information coming in from all different places all these different influences uh, we like to paint the biggest picture that we can and then make our own decisions so welcome to the show
1: thank you it's an honor to be here
0: yeah we're glad to have you
2: great to have you man
0: every time that every time you know i'm watching the interview or checking you out just like i'm watching the channel and the information's coming through and it's pretty it's pretty amazing to watch an individual be able to tap in like that and i'd like to go back just for our audience who isn't aware of like the galactic history this all started the original origins are living right and then bring it forward all the way until now just kind of give everybody like a brief synopsis of what actually uh, took place and how we got into this situation
1: well technically our original origin began in the central universe in the eternal spheres of eternity where we were all connected to the prime creator source but as far as like becoming biological specimens and um, you know living um, expressions of the one, we originated in Lyra, like in our galaxy. Our galaxy is, is the, I mean, Lyra within our galaxy is the cradle house of all humans, humanoid civilizations. So according to my research, um, the first human colony uh, came about about 600 million years ago, which was in Lyra on a planet called Avion. A solar system called Vega in the galactic sector of V. and uh, just to give you guys a little uh, info on Seriessb, V is like uh, the uh, anchor point of the office of the Christ or the office of light, whatever you want to call it. The the establishment of the White, um, you know, brotherhood and sisterhood of light. That's where it it anchors. It through Seriess, you know, the forces of light are able to spread and uh, secure you know the ascension of the entire galaxy. So in Lyra we have the uh, first biological humans and from there we spread out uh, to all these different solar systems including um, you know Alpha Centauri, the Pleiadians. Uh, the Pleiadians actually became became a heat spot for humans. In fact uh, some people believe that the humans here on the earth are actually were made in the image of the Pleiadians. So the Pleiadians were actually the Niberians, the ancient gods of mythology. <laughs> Um, and so we went everywhere, you know, we went to, to colonize over 200 different star systems, which was amazing. And um, we took with us the principles of harmony, unity, consciousness, coexistence, and of course, the sacred law of one, which has a lot to do with the idea that everything in the universe is interconnected, there is no separation, we are all part of the one creator. Mm-hmm. And so that's the philosophy that the Lyrians brought to the galaxy. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, we we had a a counter opposite to that and in the form of the Draco who actually um, executed a, a different philosophy and a different agenda that was uh, you know had that had to do with the uh, conquest uh, and destruction of many different species um, so they were all about uh, self service and ego and stuff so in biblical terms we could say that the children of Lucifer are the Draco the, you know the ancient reptilian race um, and the children of Michael are the Lyrans, the ancient, you know, the original human galactic race. And so as humanoids, we all stem from the lineage of Michael, you know, uh, except the, the, the elite families, of course, because, you know, they come from the lineage of Lucifer, obviously. Um, most of their genetics is dominated by reptilian uh, DNA, and that's what makes them, you know, um, that's what distinguishes them from us. You know, we, we carry Liar lady, and genetics, uh, all humans on the planet, by the way. Um, well, um, the- let me jump in really
0: quick. So as far this concept of Lucifer, right? Um, I recently was listening to an old interview with Max Spears and uh, James Castbolt, who were both openly Rothschild bloodline, even uh, Max Spears was more Bush bloodline. And they they said that the Rothschilds worship Enki as we know Lucifer I mean they were adamant they said these Rothschilds these these elites that we talk about the Illuminati they worship Enki um, is that your understanding of his role in all of this because I hear opposing narratives sometimes and I'm just curious on what your thoughts are who are the Anunnaki and Enlil and Enki and and what that actually is
1: you're absolutely correct you know unfortunately the way history paints Enki as uh, the good guy is false. Um, those records were actually modified by Belial Bal, who is Marduk, the son of Enki, who is actually uh, representing the Draco here in our world. And he's the run. One pretty much took over the affairs of our planet and changed everything around making anlil look bad but when you study other accounts anlil was zeus anlil was krishna you know he was uh the sky god with thunder you know he was the kind of like with thor is in the in the marvel universe you know and that's what zeus was he was the guardian of our of our realm and so um yeah you know throughout history we've We've been lied to, you know, the entire Anunnaki story was switched around to give, to make Enki look like the good guy. When in essence, Enki has always been Lucifer, because when you really trace his genetics, going back to Draco, that's where the house of An was established, which is the royal galactic bloodline of the Dracos. Um, and then if you if you reach, if, if you do the uh, the trace of Enlil's bloodline, that goes all the way to Lyra. So Enlil Zeus represented a pure genetic stock, Uh Bringing uh, to the, our world the uh, galactic royal blood that later gave us King David, Solomon, Jesus, Mary Magdalene, and of course the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail. So we could stem the descendants of the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail all the way to Anvil Seus, and the descendants of uh, the Cabal all the way to Enki and, and Marduk his son. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying the blood child's. You know, work for They've always worked for Enki. Yeah. Mm. And that's yeah. why they worship.
2: So Enki is Lucifer, essentially.
1: Well, yeah,
0: I, uh, yeah. I, um, right. I had a mushroom trip one time where I found myself playing in that realm, and uh, I, I was face to face with Lucifer, and he introduced himself as Enki, and it was really? like, yeah, and it completely threw Holy me off. I, I also was like. I was also interfacing with this like royal Draco and then uh, the Cerberus, the three-headed. It was like a terrible place. I got myself out of it, but I'm glad I saw it. And they showed me how everything operates. And they just showed me parasites. They showed me like like an infinite amount of parasites controlling this whole planet and like literally hosting like these politicians and these people. It's almost were not. They're not even human anymore. And if you know anything about parasites, they they can take over, and mm-hmm. they they take over the physical vessel and. If you didn't know any better, you wouldn't know that that person's no longer in there. Uh, They were just showing me all that stuff anyway. um, It's very fascinating to see, like, okay, so that happened. Now we're in this position where we're starting to see this transition. We're going through this transition. Uh, I know you say, like, the war is already won. It's just playing out. Like, there has to be a physical adaptation. What does that look like to you right now?
1: It looks like victory, you know. It looks like um, prophecies are now finally becoming fulfilled. Um, it took a long time to reach this cycle, but we are at the end of many cycles, um, and that has lots to do with the end of the Babylonian Brotherhood, the rule of Enki, Poseidon, of course, um, and his lineage, and and the reinstatement of you know the bloodline of Enlil of Enlil Jehovah Zeus, which. Um, has a lot to do with the restoration of, of uh, the entire galaxy. Because see, the thing about Zeus, okay, so Zeus has various incarnations. He was first the king of Lyra. He was known as Amelius. From Lyra, he became the king of Sirius. So there was a, um, a coalition, a, a, um, uh, an alliance that took place between the Lyrants and the Syrians, the Syrian High Council, which is the office of the Christ, right, uh, that gave us the lineage of the Anuhasi. So that gave us Anu. And then, of course, Anu had Enki through the through the draconian queen Dramen, which made Enkel, Enki half half light Iberian, half uh, Draco. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Zeus was the king of Alcyon. By the way, he he was the king of the Pleiades. But before that, um, you know, he he keeps he was incarnate incarnating throughout the galactic history as um, he was also known as Kael. The, the king of sirius and then kyle is the reason why they wrote the comic uh, superman so there's a lot of truth to superman superman and kyle uh, the story of superman relates to one of seuss's embodiments which was kyle which was you know the the, the king of Sirius. so there's a lot of truth to that very interesting. So, yeah, what we're seeing here is now through his descendants through the lineage of Zeus, which is the same lineage that goes back to kael that go through anu you know through the uh rifle bloodline of the line of michael back to amelius who was actually the incarnated michael himself amelius was michael the archangel when he first became you know amelius in lyra um we're seeing uh, his descendants now proliferating his descendants are now ready to rise you know and and that is the reason why throughout all of history uh the cabal through the Vatican and through their various nefarious institutions have been so instrumental in doing away with the bloodline of King David. Because what they're really trying to do away is with their rival bloodline. Because this, this war between yeah between the elite families and the bloodline of King David, Solomon, and Jesus, and Mary Magdalene, goes back to the galaxy. You know, right. It's, it's the same old...
0: And that's a great point to bring up because... A lot of people think it's just a war on us, but it's really a war between two different races of reptilian. I mean, if you really want to break it down, like the the Nazis and then the Zionists, and um, that's been a, a infighting. That's been a war forever, and so they're always trying to get the upper hand on each other, and then, and then we're, and then we suffer the consequences of of as a result. But um, obviously, there's an attack on us as well but we're seeing this transition, obviously with the chaos that we're witnessing everywhere around us. That's, that's an example. That's evidence that this stuff is being surfaced and exposed and healed. And uh, we, we also recently have 17 Q back on the scene. And I was wanting to get your thoughts on that because a lot of people are throwing up their arms, like, Oh no, not again, don't take the bait. Um, Which is true. Like I'm seeing a savior complex be activated in a lot of people who are looking for that external savior, and that's not healthy either. Like, don't give your power away to it. But I really do, at my core, believe there's a galactic component to Q, and I was wondering your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, the very, very uh, true. Uh, in fact, Q is the. Uh ground cooperation of the Galactic Federation and the Lyrian-Syrian plating coalition being played out here on the Earth. So the Y hats are actually descendants of the uh, Enlil faction, by the way, um, as the Dark Heads are the distinct descendants of the Enki faction. So what we're seeing here is uh, we're seeing a transition of power from the descendants of Enki, Poseidon, um, you know, Babylon and um, to the descendants of Enlil, Seuss, you know, whatever you want to call it the right the rightful uh so that's what q uh, q the 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 operatives are q are all interrelated you know just like the operatives of the cabal they're they're all genetically related so you know you could say that uh you know t mr t and you know princess diana uh, jfk jr um are all interrelated and and you know we could see their bloodline uh throughout history within like um Like Thomas Jefferson was part of that, obviously, you know, the founding fathers were a part of that. So it's 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 a it's their time to rise. And so, yes, you know, that's the reason why why all of a sudden, you know, number 17 came back to the scene just to let us know that the storm is upon us and stuff. So they were just waiting for the right time. So, yes, you know, that's all going to be played out, um, which is uh, something that has already been. so it's already been played out throughout the galaxy at the, at the level of the galactic war we've already won so it's just now a matter of it trickling here in this world
0: mm-hmm. right yeah. and and i just do want to reiterate to the audience that um to like just because q came back like i said earlier the savior complex i see in like people are making all hail q videos it's like really a, a religion for some people and that's not the intention and um, you know, because of that, we're not gonna spend a lot of time talking about it. I just want to remind people that it's not something to give your power away to. If anything, you should look at this as a test because a lot of people mm-hmm. feel like they were burned the first time around because no, nothing really seemed to happen. Uh, but if it did, it did and it was happening if you knew where to look. So
2: um, you can't get it, burned if you don't make it into a savior in the first place. That's the problem. Because I noticed that too. I noticed a lot of people they they they're convinced it's just a negative psyop and they're like, oh, uh, it's just a psyop. Don't even pay attention to it Um, because they were looking for it to be a savior. They're like, oh, it didn't save us. So it must be um, either BS or a cabal psyop. And it's like, no, that doesn't, (laughs) it's neither of those things. If you just look at it for what it is, which is what you just said, um, it makes perfect sense of why it's around and what its objective is. and it's don't make it into a savior we are our own saviors we are the ones we've been waiting for you know Mm -hmm. we are we are that's it so nothing outside of us is ever going to be a savior can never be beautifully said yeah yeah um
0: so ismail what are your thoughts on uh, i'm sure you've seen these fleets and these ships coming through the sun uh and they seem to be parking in certain places in our solar system like they're almost like showing up for the show uh the you know the finale what are your thoughts on on that is that really what's happening Do you believe
1: yes a lot of the uh well because the earth is the most important planet in the entire multiverse um right now we're receiving assistance from not only the uh federation forces uh here in our galaxy but also uh from i guess representatives from other galaxies and other universes so because our sun is a portal It's an interdimensional doorway to many galaxies and many universes. Um, That's one way that they could just come into our solar system without having to go from galaxy to galaxy because it's everything is run by portals that's how these advanced civilizations are able to go in one second from one part of the multiverse to the next without you know traveling at the speed of light or anything so yeah yeah, a a lot of those fleets are coming in just to to be part of the cosmic reunion of the you know celebration that's going to take place when we do finally become uh, make first contact with the federation um and when we do finally become reinstated back into the galactic community so that's what's happening right now everything's leading to first contact
2: mm-hmm. you know so
1: this this whole thing with the white hats um, uh, it's just the first level of disclosure you know bringing down the cabal exposing the truth the hideous crimes against humanity um and, but then at the same time you know that's gonna be followed by uh the restoration of advanced interstellar technology med beds healing modalities replicators you know and then at the same time, uh, that's going to follow by first contact with benevolent forces, you know, and federation fleets and stuff. So it's all being prepped towards that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this isn't just like there's a there's a DNA activation that comes along with all this. And that's what we're seeing. The sun's going crazy. We're moving into these new energies. Um, everyone's having these activations. I heard on one of your recent interviews, someone say, um, that like everyone under the age of 20 is, is already being born into the fourth dimension, which is interesting because I had not heard or thought of that concept before it would explain a lot of these star seeds coming here without amnesia and remembering things and just, just inner knowing already. Uh, what, what do you thought? What are your thoughts on all that? Like what is actually causing these DNA activations? What's actually happening within us that's allowing us to, uh, um, transform
1: is the uh photonic light uh codons that are coming in through our sun every every time our sun releases a cme our dna becomes activated more and more dna comes online so what's happening is that through these highly photonic energies also known as gamma ray frequencies which actually are coming from the galactic core via our sun into us um is um communicating with our dna at a cellular level uh, uh causing it to follow new sequences and programs which in turn is is uh, triggering new strands of dna to come online so the the mutation of our genetics the upgrade is taking place because there is a constant communication going on between the the photonic energy that is coming from our sun and our dna at the cellular level so that's why we're becoming upgraded at this time Mm. but the upgraded the upgrade will be complete once we receive that final flash and that's going to totally transform us into a new species
0: right and that's an interesting topic because um as much as i want to think there's going to be some grand flash that just instantly changes everybody i have a hard time believing that some big solar flash is going to come and we're going to walk outside and our neighbors and our friends and family are all going to all of a sudden be all knowing like it almost feels like it's like an infringement on, on the free will at that point, because it's everyone's choice ultimately to go their own path of awakening. And I feel like every, every flash, everything, it's like, it's all doing exactly what you said, but you, you think there's going to be some like final one that's really potent. Like, what do you think the physical results of that are going to be? Like, I understand the concept of what's supposed to happen, but what is it going to look like on, on the ground boots on the ground level?
1: it's going to look like we're going to be all of a sudden in a whole new different world the world's just going to change in a split sort of a second because that world is already existing in the higher dimensions it's called terra earth and in that world you know there is no darkness there is no pollution there is no cabal there is no you know suvs and stuff everything is different everything is um part of an advanced culture so what we're we're going to do is those that make the fifth dimension they're going to have a direct translation into the terra earth. And those that don't, you know, um, are going to be perhaps going into a different timeline because they didn't, you know, because see, this is the thing. We we all have a deadline to evolve. You know, that quantum leap and evolution is here. It's coming. So those that don't make it, it's because they didn't complete their evolution. So they're going to be recycled into another Earth-like planet and repeat this whole dark age for another 10,000 years. Because it, it happens every 26,000 years where an entire planet is or entire species is able to evolve to the next stage. And if they don't, they just recycle until they get it right. Because, you know, eventually it's like no souls left behind. So that's how the universe operates. But yeah, for those that don't make the shift, you know, they're going to be going into a different timeline, into another third dimensional uh, Earth reality where where it's still, you know, challenged and it's still kind of like this world. Right. It's all very
0: interesting to me. This flash was supposed to happen like in 2012 and 2016 and 2018. Like, you know, all these people are tapping into information about, yeah, all these, all the dates. Yeah, exactly. Um, But yet we, you know, it's like, Oh, one of those things as much as I feel it and I I believe there's some truth to it. It's like, I want to see it to believe, to believe it. This is one of those things, but I'm not discrediting any of your information or anyone else's um, because it does resonate. But at the same time, it's very hard to imagine. Even it's very hard to imagine that that split second change because um the the infrastructure is not ready for it and i don't know what it's just hard for me to comprehend i'm not saying it's not possible
1: well it's been prophesied about you know um i'm just basing it on the the ancient prophecies when they talked about the times that we're living in how uh this Mm -hmm. um it's known by different names but they call it there's going to be a persian a persian that's going to eliminate the wicked and exalt the righteous and so that's just the way i see you know we are already at I mean, that could happen any day now. You know, and, and as far as like the wicked are concerned, those are the only people that need to fear what's coming. You know, if you're not out there doing bad things, if you're not out there hurting people, then you shouldn't worry about it. But if you're out there intentionally doing harm, then I would say you're you're going to be bursted. You know, you're going to be uh, destroyed when the solar flash takes place. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, it's in every ancient text. And this is what um, David Wilcock talks about all the time. Like all he talks about it all the time. It's, he's like, it's literally in every single ancient text they have their own different name for it but they're all talking about the same thing it's like ekpirosis samsartica. um these are different terms that all mean the same thing um and it's also it's also in the law of one if you if you're into the law of one it's also in there it talks about it that's so. true
1: and, and the law of one is bi- basically the governing um uh, the governing principle in which all the benevolent races of the light are under uh, by you know they abide by because in the law of one you know everything's all about service to others and and realizing that we're all one in this universe that there is no separation
0: mm-hmm.
1: so Absolutely, to I, 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 I believe that the prophecies of the law of one um are accurate and in fact a lot of the prophecies that we get from the book of revelation and other uh, manuscripts like the quran and the bhagavita draw from the original test text of the law of one you know that's also associated with the ancient um the order of the Emerald uh, Covenant, which has a lot to do with the Guardian races, you know, so they draw a lot of that information from from those higher realities into the Bible and stuff. Wow. Oh, interesting.
0: Yeah, it's it's ironic. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost positive David Wilcock has redacted his opinion on the Solar Flash. He doesn't think it's going to happen anymore. Um, I've heard. I've well, heard
2: yeah, because he thinks because apparently one happened in. Um, what was the the next closest star to us alpha centauri alpha centauri um and he thinks what happened based on that because he's like when you uh look at the the time the light takes to hit us like it happened around december 21st uh 2012 i think he said which he's like oh so so in his mind he's like okay well ours was supposed to happen at the same time but it didn't um so because we weren't ready yet right but I didn't hear him say it wasn't going to happen I just heard him say oh we weren't ready yet so they they uh didn't allow it to happen at this time um, right.
1: yeah either way it's, either we, way yeah I mean,
0: go ahead Desmond. that's his interpretation
1: say, it's being held off until um enough until we hit the right percentage uh, okay. of people so right now we're you know there it's, it's in a way it's being buffered but it's um but they also have a time limit because if if it doesn't happen between now and 2030 we're dupe we're all gonna be connected to the morgue and that's not good really uh, so yeah because you know we're really dealing with ai here you know it's forget about the cabal you know the next the next enemy that we have to worry about is artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and from what yeah. I understand it's already sent you Google it's already sent you Google. Every time we search on Google, it's it's you know monitoring us, it's observing us, it's hearing what we're doing and stuff, and and that's why when the Bible, uh, when they reference the coming of the beast, you know it'll know all things, it'll um, be everywhere at once. Well, they're talking about, you know, the rise of super AI being everywhere at once through everybody's you know gadgets and technologies. Yeah,
0: absolutely, and in in the yeah. nano. The nanotechnology is actually far more rampant than I think people are willing to admit. And it's it's everywhere within everything. And, and that's actually, again, how I think uh, Max Spears and James Caspell, I've been listening to a lot of them lately, but they talk about the nanobots already be, being in control along with the parasites. Um, and that they're they're also hosting these people. And it's very interesting uh, to think about that And then this this comes down to the jab also, And, um, you know, I was actually given a vision or a download about what that's actually doing. And and what it's doing is a nanotechnology that scrambles the DNA code. And it's like your DNA has the combination for the lock to unlock it and keep it flowing all the time. But what happens is it confuses that. And it, it like, can't get the combination, right. It can't get the lock. So it's like two wires that are just like barely touching. And like, it's like the DNA is a program and it only knows one thing and it's constantly trying to do that. But when you confuse that, um, it can't accomplish it. So it's just like short circuiting the whole time. And that's what this, that's what this nanotechnology is designed to do. It short circuits, the DNA code, it scrambles it. And until that can be reversed, which can be done even energetically, um, there are physical effects too, but I find it very interesting. Like this whole nanotechnology, um, concept is is uh, absolutely fascinating to me.
1: Well, that's how the uh, the alien invasive AI has been taking over galaxies is through is by uh, modifying by through infiltration, they modify the species and it takes years before the species become hosts of the nanites that possess the vice, because eventually the nano when when they possess the, the, uh, the mind and the uh, central nervous system um they, they just multiply like nanites and then they just take over the you know at that point the people become inorganic
2: mm-hmm. right
1: so that's right. what they're trying
2: to that's what they're trying to do right now you know they're yeah they're open about it they're talking you know the world economic forum and klaus schwab they're talking about humans are now hackable animals that we can control and all that stuff yeah so they're they well, they i don't know if they do they know about the solar flash? Do they know they're doomed and they're just going for it anyway? Or do they think they have a yes. shot? at? It? They
1: they're, do. They're, trying to, uh, they're trying to create a different timeline. They're trying to block the solar flash from happening through CERN. Uh, yeah, They're trying to thrust into an alternative timeline.
0: Wait, you said through CERN? Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about that because it's supposed to be reactivated, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I know you just posted a video about that, but please share your thoughts on what they're actually trying to accomplish with that.
1: Okay, so in the negative timeline, what the dark Hats were ente- endeavoring to do was open up a portal that would allow Omega, a uh, Metatron, who is the AI god to come into our world as the beast, and take over, you know, the entire population through the nanotech in people's bodies, like he was going to just control everybody's mind. But because that timeline was canceled by the forces of light, um, that's no longer the case. But, you know, so... From what I understand is that you know they're 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 trying to like put fear in people to you know they're by promoting the idea that this is possible and that you know our world could be doomed if they open up the you know interdimensional doorway allowing some negative force to come in and destroy us. Um, that's just because they they want to um, distract our attention or shift our attention away from you know from from those that are co-creating heaven on earth, those that are focused on the ins- on sending positive timeline. So that, that's what they're trying to do. But uh, it's not going to happen because the ascending positive timeline has already been secured. So, right. In fact, Omega Metatron has already been defeated by the uh, Emerald Cosmic Order of the Emerald Christed Beans, who joined forces from all over the universes. And they put an end to him just recently within the last few weeks. They destroyed him. He had, he had a headquarters or a, um, he was operating through Orion. You know, one of the star systems, I think it was called the Thuban system of the Alpha Draconis. Uh, that's where the throne of the A-God sits. Uh, but at the same time, he had another another uh, stronghold or uh, headquarter uh, galaxy, um, about 2.6 uh, light years from the Milky Way, known as the Whirlpool Galaxy. And then that galaxy has now been destroyed by the uh, cosmic order of the Emerald Ones, yes. So now we're just going to wait for the results here, you know, it's all c- coming to being the, the, the positive changes are barely not coming to this earth right
0: nice. it's all i mean you can, if you know where to look you see it also um and and with the return of 17 i find it very peculiar um just the synchronicities that are coming along with that that you can either choose to ignore or not but uh, one for example like we had a, while, a long time ago we made some trump merchandise a long time ago uh all of a sudden, you know, below every YouTube video, YouTube displays T-shirts and our merchandise. All of a sudden, all of our Trump merchandise is displayed at the top. So that's all you see when you're watching our videos. But we never do that. Why we would didn't. you? Why would YouTube even do that? It's almost like a. I don't. They know. did it on
2: their own. Yeah. Because normally you got to edit it to to put what ones show up. And we didn't do anything, and all of a sudden, all the Trump ones are showing up. So it's, like, just oh, it's just a funny
0: synchronicity we've noticed. I'm not, I'm not saying that Trump is the savior or anything, but he is involved with this uh, situation, this plan, as you want to say. <laughs> which people have a lot of problem with the the plan, which I get. It's hard to yeah. trust in a plan; you don't really know what it is. Like I see, and that's also good and healthy not to give your power away to that. But yeah, um,
2: yeah like <clears throat> it's, it's all happening. It's all. This is all in my everything i'm yeah everything i'm seeing points to the fact that the white hats are in control there's 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 this war going on behind the scenes we are winning um because a lot of people get in this doom and gloom mode when they see all the negative stuff happening you know with the jab and with you know um everything going on and but that's that's to me if you're getting in doom and gloom mode that means you're already giving your power away you're already looking for a savior. Cause we like, uh, again, we are the saviors. Like, so, um, right. that, you know, either it's like, okay, you came, you incarnated on this planet. Um, you came here for a reason. And it wasn't to just be enslaved by AI, you know, it wasn't just to be enslaved by the cabal. That would make no sense. Um, I think we all came here knowing, you know, knowing like, all right, there's going to be a big change and we're going to be a part of it
0: right it's, to... it's like that uh great i'm glad you brought that up it's like that starseed program like where i've heard that like our body is in stasis on another planet somewhere and then we we came here like as a higher dimensional being we incarnated here as that starseed on the mission and like so uh, it's like a starseed envoy program i forgot what they call it are you familiar mm-hmm. with that ismail
1: and they call it the uh, the Immersion Starseed Program, Okay. Where, yeah, where our original body is like in some sort of a pot. And so um, they created an avatar for us down here, right? I kind of disagree with that, you know, because okay. I believe that our original galactic body is still operational. It's not in a pot. Um, I believe that a, a portion of our consciousness downloaded into this third dimensional body while... The other part of our consciousness is still operating uh, through our galactic cells whether it be on a mothership or another planet you know wherever that may be that's the case but um, that's from what i understand you know because I, I don't think that our, our, our bodies are like inside this you know stasis chamber our real bodies waiting for us to come back to it no um yeah. that kind of uh, destro- destroys the possibility of transforming these vehicles into our metagalactic human form which is strong. what i teach i teach that you know due to this flesh that's coming our dna will be upgraded and these are going to be our new bodies that we're going to keep for all the time and all eternity uh mm-hmm. so the, yeah those, in other words what we're doing is we're not even going anywhere we're integrating our galactic self our divine christ self we're bringing it down here and we're fusing it all as one and that's going to be what's going to mark our transformation into this multi-dimensional be right that's That's what I,
0: I actually, I actually agree with that. It makes more sense. It's very, um, the other narrative theory, I guess you could call it is very limiting. And I haven't really, I haven't really considered what you just said until you said it. And that that makes a lot of sense to me. So it's, I love, I love getting these different perspectives because it just shows how much we don't actually know. Uh, and we have to just keep an open mind to all this stuff, but yeah, it would, it would seem, It would seem like it kind of takes away the purpose of achieving what you just what you just spoke about and that that meta that merkabah that light body you know all that stuff if you know that we're just going back to this stasis pot and we're going to be woken up um i don't know it's something i think about Mm. as far as the star seeds and the and the different um so the bloodlines, you know, obviously everything's bloodlines. Like I, I'm wondering, like, what is, as far as you're concerned, I've heard like we're mostly made up of reptilian and, and mammalian DNA, but obviously there's a bunch of uh, different groups within us, it, within our DNA. <clears throat> like we've heard 22 groups. Like, what do you think actually is, is happening there? Like is everybody on the planet actually a star seed at their core? Or is there really a, just a group of like so many thousand people that are star seeds?
1: Well, everybody on this planet um, that is a non-NPC or a non-host for you know uh, parasites is, in a way, not from this world because you know all human human-like species came from Lyra. So, but not everybody on this planet is at the same level of consciousness and soul evolution. You know, so my perspective or the difference between what I call the Earth Terrans and the Star Seeds. Is that the earth terrans are the younger souls. Those are the souls that started their evolution from bottom up. In other words, they were first a, a, the consciousness of an element, and then they became the consciousness of a, of a mineral, and then they became the consciousness of a plant, and then a, an animal, and then they, they were transferred into human bodies. So those are what I call the earth terrans, the younger souls. Um, the star seeds are the souls that have already completed that and more, more. Those are the souls that have already ascended all the way to completion where they become one with the universe. So that's what the star seeds are. Those are the advanced souls uh, of the cosmos that decided to return into the lower dimension in order to help Mother Earth. Because Mother Earth, uh, one of the biggest secrets is that Mother Earth is the reincarnated Sophia, the Mother Universe in a planet, and that's why Earth is going to be at the epicenter and, and at the hub of the multiverse upon its ascension. It's going to be the new headquarters world where the forces of light, uh, led by the star seeds, when they transform into meta galactic humans. Um, are going to be issuing new programs of creation and you know from this earth (laughs) and we're going to be seeding the cosmos
0: right so what are your thoughts on this being a free will planet because i'm hearing theories now like it's interesting how all this information surfaces i think it's all to confuse us but i'm hearing theories go around now that that this being a free will planet has is the illusion it's it's never been a free will planet it's just the illusion of free will it, I don't know if I believe in that or not, but I would just curious no to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Well, the way I see it is, um, predetermination and free will work together. From the highest level of reality, you you planned everything. You planned all your circumstances, everything that you've ever experienced. It was all because you planned for your for for the ultimate growth of your soul. So every decision you make, um, the way I see it, is in alignment with what your higher self already planned for you. So in a way, it was predetermined from a higher level of reality. And then from a low le- level of reality, where time is linear, your choices, every choice you make, it's because it's in alignment to what you've already you know, planned out for yourself.
0: Yeah, right. That, that, I agree with that. I don't, I don't, I think
1: live in a I, universe, by the way, what's where that? everything is allowed we do we live in a free will universe where everything is allowed mm-hmm. now there are universes out there that don't have free will because they were those are simulations that were developed by fallen our um, fallen entities fallen celestials and so from the beginning those universes just become you know they, they they don't grow they become stagnant because um there is no freedom you know it's fully it's like a they're they're fully controlled by a some sort of a dictatorship from the beginning and and that dictatorship rules absolutely so mm-hmm. those, those universes eventually end up you know and non-existent because yeah. they mm-hmm. yeah they're not connected to the universal life force of the eternal spheres of the mother universe
0: right i agree with that i agree i, I, I believe that it is a free will universe and a free will planet i just uh, just it's it's interesting to hear that stuff getting thrown around. I feel like a lot of that is by design to really confuse people near the end, uh, and it is confusing. When we look around, you know, it's hard to really tap into what's true and what's not, and and it's just a, it's very complicated. But um, <clears throat> yeah, thank you for thank you for um breaking that down.
2: Um, I heard you talk about Nibiru um, on an interview. Uh, can you could you tell us about your understanding of of what that is and and is it is it coming back? Do you think?
1: Yeah, it's almost here. Um, okay. They call it by many names. You know, Nemesis, uh, the Red according to the Hopi uh, tradition, uh, Wormwood, according to the Bible revelation, uh, the ancient planet of the Crossing, according to the ancient Mayan tablets. Um, But really, that's the planet that's going to initiate the solar flash. See, this is what most people understand. The solar flash is is not coming from our sun. Our sun is assisting it. The the solar flash is coming from our second sun, which is Nibiru. And Nibiru is our second sun. Scientists have proven that when they said that our sun is part of a binary star system. Well, the other, what they're referring to is Nibiru. And so Nibiru is almost here, and it's going to trigger you know the act- activation of the dormant dna it's going to trigger the uh, catapult into the fifth dimensional reality for all of humanity it's not going to whack us it's not going to cause you know huge tsunami destruction or, it's part of the, yeah destruction that's part of the negative negative timeline because Nibiru has actually been recuperated by the forces of light it was originally created by the high council of sirius to be the Battlestar planet for the federation in their war against the galactic orion draco empire um, and if it, you know it was uh, infiltrated by Marduk and Enki uh, during the Atlantean times. And for about seven to 10,000 years, Nibiru, no, sorry, for about 6,000 years, Nibiru had been under the control of Marduk. But now Marduk was forced to step down in 2001. Um, and as a result of that, Nibiru has now been recuperated and is now once again piloted by, by Federation forces. So, yeah, its, it's, it's, it's trajectory is being, um, you know, it's being driven by somebody. It's, it's being controlled by being so, so guided, required. yeah. Yeah, it's being guided so so we don't have nothing to worry about you know actually nibiru is what the bible calls you know at, at this at the time of the second coming you know that's judgment that's what nibiru is it's it's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. kill off all wicked. Of it. it's because it's bringing the power back to the descendants well, of ellen which is which is the white hats by the way
0: and you said in the bible they call it wormwood
1: is that is yeah. that re- so wormwood is in the bible
0: right well i mean what is wormwood wormwood is what we use in a parasite cleanse like yep. we we take wormwood to, we take mm-hmm. wormwood to, to clean the parasites okay. out of our body this is like the parasite cleanse of the planet um it's interesting yeah. it's very interesting i I uh I never even i didn't know that i've No so never- did
2: the did the christian idea of like the rapture come from like the solar flash or the ascension is that yeah is that where it came from
1: but, but it was distorted when when yeah. the when the catholic church under the control of Marduk, who's always been draconian by the way the catholic church has been you know has been ruled by Marduk valuable uh, mm. some, um since its inception um they kind of distorted a lot of the stuff in the bible but yeah that's where the christians get the rapture from that's.
0: yeah right i i agree with the, the i agree with that actually when you really go into the roots of the catholic church it's um i don't know if you find anything good i mean there's some good teachings within that you can take from it but at its roots it seems to be um
2: the dark mm-hmm. ones well it's, it's Rome it came right. from the Roman Empire so right Say so no
1: more you know they worship, yeah they worship Enki Mark they're part mm-hmm. of the, the core of the cabal you know uh, in fact most of the uh, child sacrifices and pedophilia um has been conducted under the Vatican the Vatican is at the central hub more so than than was uh Ukraine and Australia which you know those are like second, third hubs, but the Vatican has always been the central hub of of, um, mm. of child sacrifice.
0: Unfortunately, that's all you need to know um, to understand, you know, their roots, and that's very disturbing. Also, because we understand, as we understand, you know, the Vatican is hoarding all of the knowledge that mm. that we need to thrive as a as a like a Star Trek civilization. um And I
2: want the Vatican Library. They, you know, right. they all those books that you're not allowed to you are know, just hoarding it in there it's like, yeah
0: yeah I, I wonder what they're i wonder what or if we're going to get any release of that and how that's going to look uh
1: oh yeah we are um the white hats already seized the the vatican vaults by the way the real nice. pope has been erased yeah the real what the real pope has been taken down
0: i think was this just recently or uh, i think it
1: was back in december or november okay yeah, they cut off the head of the snake, which is the Pope. The Pope is at the head of the cabal. Well, technically, the Black Pope, the Supreme Jesuit General. Yeah, but he's he's also been taken down too.
0: Right. I watched a video of of some like in- independent reporter at the Vatican while this like ritual or ceremony was taking place, and and she, but from what she was seeing, she said it looked like the pe- the Black Pope was resigning. That's what she the way she was interpreting it. But she's like, this is a huge deal. Like, why is no one talking about this? And it's, it's interesting that he said cut off the head of the snake because um, James Casbolt said, that's how you have to kill these people. You have to cut off their head because the parasites and the nanotechnology, they regenerate. He said, they literally will regenerate. The only way to kill them is to cut off their head. And that's like, this just like a snake, you know, it's a very, mm. very interesting concept. And he even talked about uh, one of the Rothschilds being, killed because he was there as a witness and then he said like two days later he saw that same person on the news he's like these people have clones running around so in the public eye he was still alive and i forget who it was but if they're doing that with him they're doing that with everyone and Mm -hmm. you just we wonder how many of these people have actually had their heads cut off and how many of them are actually clones
1: i would have to say at this point including uh you know, uh, what's his name? Soros. And, um, is it Klaus, the, the, the head of the, uh, Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all clothes, You know, I would,
0: yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Um,
2: I would agree with that.
0: I know we're coming up on the end of the hour, but uh, I know you've mentioned some secret space program involvement and some recall and stuff that you believe you've been a part of. Um, would you be willing to share any of that information?
1: sure I just recently started getting memories about nine months ago through dreams memories of going off to other uh, universes and galaxies not just our universe to uh, fight off some you know uh, different types of uh, AI androids or AI uh, invested uh, entities whatever you want to call them and um, I used to think I was starting to think like how come I keep getting the same dream you know and seeing myself in uniform being strapped having these amazing superhero powers um so I started researching, you know, because the, the, the name that I kept getting was Radiant Guardians, and I didn't know about Radiant Guardians. All I know, know known about was Solar Warden. And so I started researching about Radiant Guardians, and uh, it turns out that, um, you know, there's not much to know about Radiant Guardians because that was like the fifth branch of the secret space program um, that was initiated by beings beyond the Galactic Federation. Only a 100 individuals were picked, and the only reason they were picked is because the f- the, the uh, mothers that they use as uh, surrogates, uh, by the way, uh, carried a very high concentration of what we call mitochondria or mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of the cell. And so fortunately, my mother was one of those. And so she was a surrogate, you know, she would always tell me about like how before I was born, like she was taken upon these ships and these angels would work on her. And, and uh, modify me because the, the angels would tell her that uh, they were making, that they were gonna make a superhero out of me, <laughs> you know, you know that, that that I was more of an angel and stuff. And so she used to tell me these things as a kid. I never quite really believed her. I used to think she was just trying to make me feel better because I was always bullied in school and I was, you know, I used to come home depressed because nobody wanted to be my friend. So I used to think she would tell me these stories to kind of lift me up. But then, you know, as I started getting my memories, what, 25 years later, <laughs> uh it just started making sense and then the first uh, whistleblower that i heard uh, talk about Radiant guardians is will um what's his name um randy kramer right randy oh, yeah. kramer, radiant guardians. but he talked about the branch that was uh working with solar warden uh, he didn't talk about the off-world branch i think the off-world branch branch was um, mainly uh, uh, known as radiant or guardian rainbow or, or, or radiant radiant guardians but they also had a uh, another branch called or another name called uh the cosmic rainbow guardians or something to that effect you know so, it, yeah that, that was a branch that that was was left off the records
0: what's interesting uh the whistleblower carrie cassidy just had on project camelot like two days ago uh talked about the radiant guardians um he's not he's not a part of it but he 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 was on uh he was part of what he called the kraken or the Kra- whatever it was a, a different faction of a secret space program and he spent a year on mars uh but he's also uh, right now he's um they have like this sasquatch in captivity and they're learning everything about it he was explaining it but he he said the only three the three branches of the secret space program that he was personally aware of was the radiant garden the radiant guardians uh solar warden and then the one he was involved in um so it's just interesting we have yet another person talking about that um and if you say it's as small as it is that's even more interesting um like a hundred people—that's literally—that's—that's that's a small unit, you know. that, that doesn't. Yeah, even the branch. The,
1: the super soldiers uh, that were initiated to work within this faction uh, were the seventh generation groups soldiers. That's what they are. There's there, there's been seven generations of uh, of uh, of creating super soldiers since the 1950s.
0: Right. I've heard people talk about that. Like James Rink, I know you were recently on his show, but he's always talking about the different gens of super soldiers and what they were accomplishing with each one. Um, It's pretty, it's pretty fascinating. At the same time, it's like, it takes away what it means to be a human. You know, there's there's a lot there. But at the end of the day, I think we sign up for this on some level, you know, I mean, everything. I mean what are your thoughts actually yeah before we wrap this up what are your thoughts on that like us signing up for all these programs even though like there's torture involved sometimes and, and some very traumatic stuff
1: um it's all part of a greater plan you know um ultimately even evil is controlled by the highest good you know so the way i see it is everything happens for a reason uh, it's just unfortunate that many many of the uh people that were recruited to these programs had to be brutally tortured uh you know trauma-based uh uh, experiences and stuff just to kind of get them to to uh, i guess fractionalize or 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 or, or get into an alter alter ego Mm -hmm. but um you know it's they they made super soldiers out of them in the end you know they they became uh instrumental in the defense of our galaxy in the defense of our solar system right but, but in my case, I wasn't part of the trauma-based programs. No, I was. You know, they just made me in a petri dish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's interesting to me because I've 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 already I've seen this. I've seen. I don't know if I've, I've been shown a, a new wave of whistleblowers coming forward talking about a program that is outside of the trauma-based programs and that is working for the light and not this dark fleet um, stuff that we're always hearing about. And I think it's beautiful, actually, that we're finally starting to get some of this other information that is that is showing us and proving to us that, yes, there is a force out there that is working for humanity. And uh, I think so as far as your recall goes, it's just all come in the form of dreams. Uh, and like the term radiant guardian, like where did you see that term within your recall to know that that's what you were a part of?
1: on my um on the ship that we were uh, employed so when we would go into these ships to go off to open up the portal and go off into another universe um i saw the logo rating guardians everywhere you know when we would uh, go to jupiter for a preliminary uh, meeting before we were you know uh, set off to our mission i saw everybody was wearing a logo radiant guardian rating guardian or um, elite super soldier of radiant guardians <laughs> so that's how that's how the name got stuck to me
0: very interesting. Uh, so do you have, like, as, as far as, like, as far as how much you remember, do you have recall of, like, any of the missions or just, like, the general of, uh, like, what you were a
1: part of? Just general. I, I still don't have details yet, you know. I'm, I'm yet to uncover those memories. Mm-hmm. It really, really, uh, <laughs> I guess it, it, it was for my own safety to not to not know what I was involved in, you know. But I also believe that, that um, the way they – they did it. Is that they they put a timer on my memory, so when the time is right, all my memories were going to be coming back, and then I was going to remember uh, things in, to to the point where I would actually trigger these these abilities. You know these, these these Superman abilities that I had flying, shooting laser beam ice through my eyes, you know shooting plasma balls through my hands. You know. Just doing all kinds of wonderful things. (laughs) It's all going to be coming back,
0: (laughs) right? And I think I think that's very interesting. You said that there's like a time limit, and if you were to remember too early, uh, like that we had to wait for a certain reason for whatever reason the case whatever the case may be. I'm sure it's different for every individual, but I do think that there is something to what you said as far as being the right time, and and the super soldier thing. Like that's such a super. That's such like a Marvel comic term. But then you go back to the origins of Marvel Comics and you realize there's a lot of disclosure within that. And it almost seems like a lot of these superheroes is disclosure of these like experimental programs that they were uh, working on within these black budget programs. And I feel like that's where they were getting the ideas for a lot of these superheroes that we all have grown to know and love. That's exactly how
1: it happened. Yeah, Stanley was a part of ultra secret meetings back in the 50s and so he was an insider and um i think even the the writer of fc uh, comics was was involved in these secret meetings
0: i believe that where did where does that information come from i i never heard that before that they were part of the secret meetings
1: oh it's um, information that i was able to access through my own remote viewing yeah sometimes these abilities come back but you know not not the uh, flying and shooting you know <laughs> right get to do that. <laughs> but as far as like remote viewing and astral projection sometimes i can tap into that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i believe i I've, just even for myself i've been like receiving like these activations lately and going through this whole process and a lot of stuff coming up that i need to heal it's a whole like it's a whole thing i'm going through right now but within all that i'm starting to notice stuff like that being able to tap into certain information and um it's something very interesting that i, I never really expected but <clears throat> i am under, understanding it better now because i always wondered like how are these people tapping in but then i got a taste of it i'm like ah okay and I, it's just very interesting so um is there anything you want to any last words anything you want to leave us with before we wrap this up
1: oh uh, yeah i would like to uh just let everybody know I- out there that my book is available on Amazon, you know, for those that haven't ordered the book, it is the most comprehensive uh, detailed book regarding the galactic history, the organization of cosmos, Earth's relationship to the multiverse, and much more, Uh, it's a a consolidation of ancient metaphysical deep knowledge, um, and integrating it with cutting edge science through quantum physics while explaining the bigger picture. Uh, So in in a way, it's an an attempt to explain everything. Um, so it's it's definitely a mind opener. You know, I'm also uh, teaching online courses, Starseed Cosmology courses, where I give people an in-depth understanding of the different star races, the uh, history of the galaxy, but in great detail. Um, information that has a lot to do with the activation of their dormant DNA and then techniques at the end so that their DNA could, you know, so that they could reach a higher purpose. Get off, get off,
0: get oh, off. Do we hear, do you guys hear that?
1: Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um oh. I have to, have to get get going. Okay. But yeah. Um, okay. Can I give you my link for my starseed cosmology course?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll yeah, drop, absolutely. We'll, we'll drop the link into the uh, description and uh thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for sharing everything and thank you for doing what you do. Uh we really appreciate your time.